So they're more treacherous than the word bearers. Yes, they would make the word bearers look like college freshmen in treachery school. <laughs> Ooh. They... That's, a, that's a pretty... Uh, word bearers are my favorite. Erebus getting his head dumped yeah. in a toilet by a skate. Are they like... <laughs> Are they all Erebuses? Like, every one of them? Erebus would get outplanned by the average Skaven, oh, yeah. because Erebus, wow. can, Erebus can trust someone is listening to his BS. There is not a single Skaven in all of Skavendom who is not expecting his the guys next to him and then the 500 behind him to stab him in the back. Hello, Law Criminals, and welcome to another episode of Law Crimes. I am Hal, and joining me today are Andy, Colin, and Eli, and we are here to discuss the race that does not exist, in brackets, according to Sigma, for everyone out there. Our topic today is the Skaven, the Rat Men, the Vermin Tide, and I will hand it over to Eli to helm our beginner section, take it away, Eli. Save it, our best, best race. Yes, yes, yes. They are the glorious and powerful ruler warlords of the underway. Every being is inferior <laughs> to the rest. <laughs> Especially the putrid man thing thing. Skipping engineering is grand, true. Testament of the superiority of ratmen. All glorious, bravely dark commanders lead from the back. As a Skaven, you are always right, correct? Yes, yes. If something bad happens, it is, it is never your fault, Hulk. It is always due to incompetent slave lackeys. Skaven are always right and always best best. Oh my god. Wow, that's, a, that's the best thing we've ever that was... done. Surely. Oh, for the... oh, I need to... oh my god, I need to sit oh. down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I don't think that was Eli. I think the spirit of Thankwell just inhabited the body. Uh, credit to whoever whoever the guy is who reads the Gotrick and Felix books. He's a he's a true master oh, of the Skaven. I thought you've uh, wow. I'm overstimulated from that. Like, I'm a bit, you've Eli got me. From a, I think I've been like... fight or flight. Honestly, I think... <laughs> <laughs> that's too much. Squirt the musk of fear. <laughs> Oh god. Well, we all know that Hal is a big fan of the Skaven since the last episode when he said Daddy Ratty. Like yeah. Daddy Daddy we want to know more about the Daddy Ratty. That's why we're all here. Yes, indeed. Hit us hit us with the, the lore. I uh I do have I do have an actual uh little bit of lore, so okay. Uh so the Skaven are the massive giant empire of cunning glorious ratmen that live in the bowels of the earth. Countless ratways connect to the many undercities all across the land. Many such cities are located under major pathetic man-thing establishments such as Nolm. The, uh, the capital of the Skaven, by the way, is Skavenblight. There's a big one uh, below Nolm. Mm -hmm. The Skaven are easily the most numerous and grand race, and if they were to band together, they could take over the entire world. Uh, but unfortunately for them... The average Skaven is full of cowardice. Well, uh, not cowardice. No, Skaven aren't cowardly. They're just uh, 
they're intelligent and uh mm. self self persevering uh cowardice is a is a proud good thing but mm. treachery is also a very large reason why they can't ever get uh, as much done as they should um and it runs extremely rampant amongst their society the betrayal betrayal is food and drink to the average rat for who else would i look for other than me me but due to the genius and ingenuity of the great skaven race the ratmen highly favor strength in numbers and will almost never fight a battle unless they see losing as completely impossible uh so too to the brave and cunning skaven commanders lead from the back rear because it is superior skaven tactics while the many lesser races of the Warhammer world are arrogant, this is nothing compared to Skavenkind, for they are the rightful owners of the world, the superior and righteous warriors of the Great Horned Rat. Each individual rat thinks themselves to be the best, and every failure is clearly due to incompetent lackeys or some ruse of treachery woven by other Skaven. And it always is. Their society is split up into distinct clans, which hold their own specialties, ranging from military might, technological genius, the spraying of plague, and unimaginable monstrous creations of flesh. The four major clans are Clan Eshin, the sneaky guys, Clan Scryer, the technological guys, Clan Mulder, the monster mashers, and Clan Pestilens, which are... Like Nurgle rats, the but stinky ones. Nurgle's not there. They're just very stinky. Stinky yeah. ones. <laughs> the one, the ones that haven't been in the shower for a while. The ones from Vermintide that show up to steal all of your health. Yeah. They're really ugly. <laughs> that, damn, he roasted how <laughs> they looked. He's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. He's not wrong. It's like it's like all the blessings of Nurgle and the religion of Nurgle, but without Nurgle, they're just they're just gross. Eli, uh, I can't believe you've been you've been drawn into the clutches of rat shaming. It's not good. <laughs> Uh, uh, I also an honorable mention to Clan Morris because Quick Breadmaker is from there, and he's a uh, big, big epic Skaven. Anyways, Breadmaker. His, his real name's what? Quick Headtaker, but he's Bread Quick makes Breadmaker. Bread <laughs> makes the bread. Yeah. Yo, he's rhyming slam. Oh, you know the good old Breadmaker. Oh, in it. Uh, I just pictured Donald. You know the the Donald Duck, and he dives into like the pond of uh, like golden <laughs> coins. I'm just picturing that now because that's all Scrooge McDuck. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Sorry, wrong Donald Duck. Wrong duck. Wrong duck. Law crime there. Glorious warp stones and warp dust and heads. Greek loves his heads. He's probably the best duelist of all the Skaven and all the land because Skaven are better than everyone. Don't forget it. Anyway, mm. uh, we will go deeper into the Great Clans further into the film video. Yes, yes. Well, the rats are powerful in the sense they have great numbers, so too is their engineering far beyond any of the other societies. They construct incredible and volatile weapons of war that can tear beings to pieces with a tidal wave of warpstone bullets or evaporate an entire structure with warp lightning. The society is generally dominated by the largest and smartest rats, uh, and a loose hierarchy is set in place, starting at Skaven slaves, then to clan rats, and other, then to other superiors, and eventually all the way to the top, you have the Greyseers, and then the Council of Thirteen. The society is run largely by Warpstone, a glorious green little rock that they use as uh, money, they use it for magic, they use it to make machines, 
to huff it and to take steroids, uh, all of this stuff. Do you say huff it? Yeah. They like they have a line like on the table at a club. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) You're. (laughs) That's a bit too much. I'm not gonna lie. It's like the idea that they're the scaven are on PRTs. Like, oh, what? (laughs) Just like in the gym. Like, what's your cycle? Oh, you know, yeah. Scaven, scaven. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's just Warpstone. You never, your empire never heard of it, though. You know, <laughs> you're just not on the note. <laughs> yeah, the uh, they got the Skaven bodybuilding competitions with rat ogres and stuff. Uh, Warpstone is very tasty and very addictive. Uh, we'll talk about more of it a little bit later, I think. But uh, for now, we will delve further into the glorious grand realm of the Skaven with guidance from the great, most wise of masters. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, may you proceed if it is the wishes of the great seer, almost benevolent master. <laughs> I, would be, I would be happy, please, to continue to continue the lore. Uh, very um, good, yes. Is there <laughs> is there any questions so far? There are many questions. <laughs> My question is: Can Colin Yo. do a better Skaven impression? That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> I I can attempt to. <laughs> Uh, I actually have a question of my own, and that is, Eli, how much do I need to pay you to read your wedding vows in the Skaven voice? <laughs> oh, man, no. Oh, she'd be so unhappy. Marriage, so yes, bad. yes. <laughs> oh, my god! You gave me my divorce papers, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, 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 this is a I have a, I have one question, which is um, about clan pestilence, because... I unfortunately got reminded of that video. Is Clan Pestilence the one where it's the one with the video about the guy who pranks his roommate on My the door <laughs> by unleashing a god torrent fart? <laughs> I, I hope to link this in the actual chat for sorry in the uh, comment section for no reason because I, this is Clan Pestilence remember, in a nutshell. Remember when Lord Crimes was a serious channel? Yeah. When? What do you mean? When? Me neither. Our first ep- Our first line was necrosis. The first utterance. Really? Oh, Merry Christmas, everyone! Merry Christmas! Happy Happy Holidays and good luck holding down the Christmas Christmas ham. Oh, now I take. I'm ready. I'm ready, Colin. Hit us with the Skaven. I feel like I should get it out of the way first. Now I will discuss Skavendom. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Nice. Throt the unclean the was my Mulder. Yeah, Throt. Throt's my main man. Nice. Uh, anyway, to begin the Skaven expert lore section, why don't we read a poem? Not you know high school cringe love poem. Uh, sorry to anyone who's ever in one of those. Uh, but instead, a poem known as The Doom of Kavzar. This is the origin story, you should say, of the Skaven. Now, once upon a time, where in between the city-states of Talea and the nation of Estalia, there was a city known as Kavzar. And unlike pretty much anything else in Warhammer, uh, there was the men and dwarves lived together in pretty much perfect harmony. The dwarves, of course, lived underground in the mountainous sections, and the humans lived above, but there was, wasn't really any problems between them. And one day they decided they wanted, in order to honor their gods, build a tower as high as they could. 
And they did. They began construction. But eventually they, they hit the Minecraft world height limit. They couldn't build any higher. And just as this happened, along came a mysterious stranger. Now, the legend is conflicting details on this, which translates to Games Workshop has waffled back and forth on the lore. He might have uh, he might have been evil. He might have not been. But either way, he gave the citizens of Kavzar an offer. If he he will help them complete the tower, and in return he asks for nothing but to build a monument to his own god on top of the tower. And they agree, the citizens of Kavzar. And lickety split, towers are done in just a little bit more time. And like I said, the details conflict a bit. The citizens might have shorted him payment. They might have not done that, and he was just evil. But either way, the tower was completed with a bell on top of it. And one night, the bell began to ring as the tower was opening. It rang once, twice, all the way up to 13 times. And the 13th time, the doom of Kavzar was sealed. And as the days went by, Warpstone, which, to talk about that for a moment, take chaos and then turn it into a rock, and you have Warpstone. It began to rain from the sky, mutating the crops, mutating the animals, mutating the people, killing people, everything unpleasant. The crops failed as storms ravaged the land and harvests were poor, so the people began starving, men and dwarf. And most relevant to the story, rats began growing larger and larger in size, and at a certain point they began devouring the people of the city alive if they were caught alone. Now, the humans of the city turned to the dwarven entrance to the quarters and said, hey, let us in. Things are really bad up here. And then the dwarves in response said, go to hell, Umgi. We have no room. We don't care to have you in here. Piss off. So night two comes by. The humans come around to the dwarven keep again and say, hey, can we come in now? And the dwarves say, no, go away, Umgi. We still don't want you. Also, we have no food. Rats ate all of it. Third time, third day, third night. It's getting even worse. The rats are even bigger now. The people are done asking politely. They bang down the tolls to the, or the doors to the dwarven keep, and they find two things. One, a bunch of freshly picked clean dwarf skeletons, and man-sized rats that have devoured them whole. And then the doom of Kavzar ends to the sound of screaming humans and rats devouring them. Damn, that's Beautiful. eerie. This is. I a, think I. Oh. I remember one part which I think I remember. This is this is what got me into Warhammer Fantasy years ago, and I remember the part. I don't know if this is what you're about to say, but it's the part where they said they look into the dark, don't they? And they see all these like eyes yeah, light up, and that was nightmare fuel yeah, for they, me they for quite a the while. Eyes. They see they see nothing but red beady eyes, and when the torches are put forward, there's rats. Mm. There's also, there's a couple other accounts of how the Skaven came about. My personal favorite other than this one is that the sea god Manan cursed a bunch of sailors who were stranded on an island and turned to cannibalism to take on rat-like forms. And if that's what that one's true, thank you, Manan, for making the world infinitely worse. Uh, that being said... Infinitely better. Part, yeah, of course, part, infinitely better. Skaven are best, best. Also causing the end times as well, so... Uh, uh, I shouldn't have said that. that. We're, we're not to that lore yet. I have to talk about it, but we're not there yet. We're having fun times. <laughs> uh, 
And as far as the Doom of Kavzar goes, copies of that poem keep mysteriously disappearing, and people who know about it keep ending up dead. So that's probably the canon one. Now, the Skaven are now a thing, much to the delight of me and Eli, and the horror of everyone else in the Warhammer world. <laughs> so to talk about them a bit before I get into their history, they're a race of ratmen located everywhere. There's only two nations, or regions, I suppose, that don't have the Skaven. One is the High Elven continent of Ulthuan, because Ulthuan, unlike every continent ever, is, doesn't actually go down to the seabed. It's a floating island, so it's kind of hard to dig a tunnel through the water. And the Wood Elf realm of Atholoran, because it's a magical forest, and when the Skaven try and dig into it, the tree branches come alive and impale them, so they learned eventually it's not worth it. Nice. Yeah. Impale. Don't mess with nature. That's uh, their motto. Yeah. Uh, I, I just imagine they get strangled, to be honest. Strangle, <laughs> impale, whatever the forest feels like doing to them today, that's what happens to it. Fair enough, it's, fair uh, enough. It's quite a wacky forest, Atholoran, but for now, it's rat time. So, as Eli mentioned, the Skaven, uh, they're quite numerous. In fact, I would say they outnumber every other race by several factors of ten. And their science as well is also well beyond any other race. They have energy weapons, because in this Renaissance-era period of the world, the Skaven just stole a bunch of weapons from 40k. They have demonic flamethrowers. And of course, what else would you expect in a fantasy setting but nuclear weapons? Mm. Because, yes, this is fair and balanced. That's is it that kind part. of thing with it reminds me of that 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 passage of um if you gave a bunch of monkeys like infinite monkeys time they'd write shakespeare is that basically just how the skaven did it there's just so many of them they were bound to like develop stuff that is there's so many of them pretty much exactly how the skaven invent things if you throw enough rats <laughs> at a problem one of them is going to have a breakthrough and then the others there's nothing are... to do with hygiene <laughs> yeah, no and then the others are going to kill him and copy his breakthrough I think there wasn't, wasn't there in 40k, weren't they originally in, like, early editions in 40k, uh, which are now the race called the Hrud, Yeah, they, if I'm the, not mistaken. The Hrud used mm -hmm. to be more or less space given, and now they're weird aging monster things. Uh, I think they're like, uh, they're described as like oily, which is like, yeah. uh, uh, you know what I mean? But apparently they have like, they still carry, I had a uh, piece the, of, I had to look them like up the, recently, yeah. Okay, they like the Inklings from Splatoon, basically. <laughs> I think they had like um, it was like they have like literally have musket guns at one point, and I was like, oh man, they still they still have like a Skaven vibe still. Yeah, but obviously the Skaven are the superior form. Of course, forty k is worse off for them not being in it. The people in it, are oh, better. the people in it are better <laughs> off, but the setting is worse off. Truly, uh, they power all of this stuff from Gatling machine guns called Rattling guns. I can't let that one slip by. <laughs> uh, to sniper rifles, to their vehicles, everything they have is powered by warp stone, which I said, like I said, raw chaos solidified into a rock. It powers their stuff, energy, weapons, whatever. They use it to boost their magical power by snorting it uh, or eating it, which, again, they also just straight up eat it, and they're pretty much the only race that can do that without instantly dying or turning into a chaos spawn. Further proof of Skaven superiority. Just yuck. Ugh. I'm assuming that other races can use the warp stones for their own... It's not just the Skaven who are harnessing it. No, it's just the others can use it, but nowhere Very near dangerous. the same extent that the Skaven do. 
Right. Is it's, it kind of like radiation? Like if it's, you can work around it, but like not really. Like a human couldn't really work around it too long. Yeah, it's it's otherwise they'll pretty much become mutated by the raw yeah. chaotic energy, and especially in the human nations, mutations get you put on the <laughs> chopping block pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So generally, and if, rightly so, of course. Suffer not the mutant to live. 40k and fantasy share that. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hell wasn't a fan. It's, it's, it's not the official opinion of law crimes, let's just say that. <laughs> anyone, anyone, anyone dares to think that. But uh, it is, to be fair, we do enjoy the vibe, at least. Apologies it's to all of the worse. X-Men I've offended. No. <laughs> uh, I should move on. Let, 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 let's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Life for... Jubilee was one of the X-Men sets fair game. <laughs> Life for the Skaven is a pyramid scheme where shit flows downhill. The Council of the Skaven, which I'll get into more later, rules over them all, and then it goes down from there to the average Grey Seers and Warlords of the Clans, to whatever you can call the merchant classes of the Skaven, like Clan Molder Scientists or Warblock Engineers, to the humble rank-and-file clan rat, to the Skaven slave who have a life expectancy of about five minutes. The average Skaven lives to about 13 years, and almost none of them get to that age anywhere close. Oof. Yeah, it's not good being a Skaven. The four great clans rule with the most power, while there's also lower-ranking clans known as Warlord clans, and Thrall clans who basically lend themselves out to whatever clan will take them. All the while, everyone involved in this is just constantly trying to backstab each other get one up the thrall clans want to be warlord clans the warlord clans want to be great clans the great clans want to keep everyone else below them it's just constant backstabbing i cannot emphasize enough how much the word skaven is synonymous with treachery and i truthfully i'd go so far as to say they're the evilest race in any warhammer setting Ooh, you that's might yeah, that's so. fighting words there Listen, you might say demons pretty evil and you know you're right but, it's in their nature, though, at least. Yeah, it's in their nature, and they do have some good things. You know, Slanesh is also, as much as she's the god of excess, she's also the goddess of pleasure, which isn't inherently bad. Zinch is hope, mm-hmm. Nurgle loves his followers, and I don't like saying nice things about corn, so I just won't. <laughs> uh, it, bravery and honor and all that for those who would be yelling at me. The Skaven, so they're more treacherous than the word bearers. Yes, they would make the word bearers look like college freshmen in treachery school. <laughs> Ooh, they, that's, a, that's a pretty... Uh, my, word bearers are my favorite. Erebus getting his you head dumped yeah. in a toilet by a skate. Are, like, <laughs> are they all Erebuses? Like, every one of them? Erebus would get outplanned by the average Skaven oh, yeah. because Erebus, wow. can, Erebus can trust someone is listening to his BS. There is not a single Skaven in all of Skavendom who is not expecting his the guys next to him and then the 500 behind him to stab him in the back. And I hate Erebus. <laughs> but it's, I hate Erebus. It's fun with this game, though, because it just goes... <laughs> they're so silly. Hashtag Erebusy. Erebusy, no! Got it out of the way early. Oh, I hate it. We can, I hate it. We can, he deserves it, though, to be fair. Erebusy. That's and it's indeed this treachery is the only reason they haven't conquered the world, because again they outnumber everyone, they outtech people. Although their their tech is, shall we say, not the most reliable, sometimes more likely to blow up in their face than the enemies, but reliable enough that in a fight it'll kill something. 
it's just they fight each other more than anyone else. They hate the other races more than each other, but it's by the barest of margins they hate the other races more than each other. I cannot emphasize enough how slight of a margin. But uh, to, to the misery of everyone else, there's always more Skaven. You're not getting rid of these things. As for their clans, these are the ones that influence their culture the most, to the extent that while there are clans with their own unique traits that the other great clans don't have, most of the Skaven clans will in some way be like this great clan, but with these traits on top. So to start us off, Clan Mulder, because I'm playing them in Total War at the time of recording this podcast, so they go first. Clan Mulder is the Beastmasters and the Mad Scientists, at least biological. Frankenstein's monster, they would yawn, say they've done it before, and then graft another five arms onto it just to be funny. They create all of the biological monsters Skaven use, and this gives them huge influence, because what they create is very, very deadly. And unlike the weapons of the Skavendom, a monster can't blow up in your face. It might eat you, but on the field of battle, you can point it at an enemy, and it will reliably turn that thing into a red stain. I have a nightmare once, which was... I'm not gonna lie, this is an actual nightmare, where I turned around, and there was like a a rat ogre, and it was like, it was just eyes locked on me and it's you know you know oh, it's like runs at you, you know um you know the film get out where the guy runs at the guy um and he doesn't like he doesn't break away until like the last second i had that nightmare but with a rat ogre once <laughs> and it was like oh, it was doing like his run its shoulders were like you know it's like his shoulders like were moving and it was just that's what i have in my head of the rat ogre. before it ended he just he just he stopped he turned around he went don't eat cheese before you go to bed and then he ran off <sighs> I don't, I, don't I don't remember the. I don't remember the end of it. I don't remember how it ended. But I, just, I definitely remember having that thought, and I thought, just even now, waking up and going, how oh, awful no, that is. Oh no! <laughs> to whoever is, whoever is like listening to this and sleeping or trying to go to sleep, enjoy that thought. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. Remember, there are no rat ogres in your walls. <laughs> yeah. the floors, however, <laughs> that's a bit squashed. A bit squashed. <laughs> oh. Uh, but some Skaven even use what they create as bodyguards or mounts because there's no horses in Skaven done, but there is a regular rat the size of a horse. So that does the job well <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh. And uh, they have their own magicians, though their presence in lore and tabletop is pretty minimal, largely lore-wise, because the Skaven console has declared their version of magic to be illegal and wrong because it's not the Grey Seers on the council using it, therefore don't do it. Wait, so the Skaven have a council of Nikea thing going on? This is more of a, a literal council, like the governing okay. body of the Skaven. Uh, they have had some events where their god, and unlike the Emperor, they didn't lie about not being a god, uh, told, them to t- told them to say, told them directly to do things, but we'll get to that because it's important for what's coming. Nonetheless, though, their creations still have both science and dark magic used to it. If you look up a hell pit abomination, you need some wacky science and magic to get that thing to not die immediately. Their main city is, of course, known as Hell Pit, where the abominations get their name from. Pray you never have to go down there. It's it's called Hell Pit. I probably don't need to explain further than that. It's in the north, isn't it? Near uh, Kislev. It is. It's uh, above Kislev, right below Norska. It makes sense that it's near the uh, Eastern European 
like me, like <laughs> centered faction, because mm. misery loves company. So <laughs> I'm glad we have that kind of link to Ooh. it. It's also in the region called Troll Country, so there's a lot of monsters there. And since they're mm -hmm. the monster clan, they just popped up to the surface, kidnap a couple trolls, and go, all right, what are we making today, boys? Yeah. Uh, Lord Verminkin is their leader and the one who sits on the Skaven Council, though Throt the Unclean is the main Mulder character. And that's something that, just as a heads up, the main Mulder character, the main characters of each Skaven clan are pretty much the ones that were chosen to be legendary lords in Total Warhammer. So if any of these names sound familiar to you, that's probably why. Throt has an extra arm, and instead of an eye socket, he has Warpstone jammed into it. And this makes him, one, strong, and two, very, very, very hungry. Uh, so he's a big fan of eating. They also have Gorich, who Throt took a Norskin Berserker that Archaon said was going in timeout forever, and jammed his brain into a Rat Ogre. And he's just a lump. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. He's not happy with the situation, but he doesn't exactly have much other choice because he'd have to fight Archaon to come back, and that's not happening. There's no HR department. <laughs> the, the Chaos Gods do not have an HR department. Ooh, after them, Clan Scryer, mad scientist but with machines. If you need a machine gun, uh, energy weapon, you go to Clan Scryer. They're also the ones who make the hell-powered nuclear missiles because... They just go nuts. They have power armor. They have life-elongating technology, which, again, to be fair, not many Skaven get access to that. And they even develop... Uh, develop hold. That's not a word. They even develop telephones with a device called the Far Squeaker, which is just a beautiful name. Is that the one which... I think I know which where who they communicated with specifically with one of those. Is that the uh, one where it relates to 40k? It will, and I will get to that when we talk about the no good, horrible, very bad. Advice. I won't. I won't spoil. Then I won't spoil. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> Hello everyone, Editing Colin here. Immediately after recording, I realized I done screwed up bad. I forgot to talk about the exact thing you just heard. So for clarification, the people the rats called were the Eldar. They found a Lizardman device that was essentially one of their own far squeakers, dialed it, and then it called the Eldar. Or rather, it called a people who sounded elven but alien. Well yes, this could theoretically also be the Lumineth Realm Lords. Elves but alien? Come on. Anyways, back to your regularly scheduled program. Uh, other inventions they have is, of course, the Doom Wheel, which, you know that car General Grievous, th that circle thing he had in episode three? Oh, oh that thing, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. He's running away from maybe one of the yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine that and cross with a hamster wheel, and then put a <laughs> lightning gun inside of it. <laughs> is that yeah. like when people, uh, you see videos of people and they're like, put themselves in like a tractor tire and then go down a hill <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> like, much that or, sorry for my uk audience it's when people chase the uh, the wheel of cheese down the hill and they break their legs <laughs> if everyone knows about this race, do you guys know about that race in the uk i have seen clips oh, i've of seen it. a little video i've, yeah. I've seen clips of people absolutely crumbling <laughs> down it's very appropriate because obviously they're rats chasing cheese uh, that's <laughs> but uh <laughs> I, that's what I'm picturing now. Is that's, that that's like the design, right? The wheel. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. It's got a little like, like the World War One. You know those old tractor tanks that they had the big like metal grid thing behind it, like to help steer. I don't know what I'm talking like a, about. Like a kind of like a rudder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ta the, the tanks were the first ones that had the rudder. It has like that behind it. Yeah. But 
it's also just a big wheel. <laughs> big wheel go boom. <laughs> big wheel. Wheel wheel with the rat on it. Wheel with the rat. Pretty much. And <laughs> That's the vibe. Their devices are often as fatal to the user as to whoever it's pointed at, which is actually reflected in their tabletop rules. For example, the warp lightning cannon, you can choose to overcharge it, which might double its damage output. It might explode. Damn. <laughs> I had to say, like, I almost said the question, why? I realized it's the Skaven. There is no why. There is why not. Because there is the option. That's actually a funny thing about the Skaven. They're incredibly, not cowardly, of course. They're intelligent. They lead from the back. But they Sorry. also love quick routes to power. Like, someone put it online, I saw. If you give a Skaven that a, a potion, it's got a 50% chance of doing nothing, a 25% chance of killing them, and a 25% chance of letting them breathe fire, they're taking that every time. <laughs> it doesn't matter how dangerous it is, if they see quick uh, route to win, they're taking it. Yeah. Imagine especially like, oh, you could have done what? And you chickened out. Boo. Yeah. You wouldn't hear the end of it. Or some other rat would have done it, or taken the potion that, that's, anyway. That's yeah. exactly why they do it. It helps them with the backstabbing. Mm. Premier... Yeah, pressure is real in this cave. <laughs> <laughs> Their premier special character is Ikit Claw, who's also one of the people who invents a lot of the weapons you see on tabletop, such as the Doom Wheels and, in Total Warhammer, the Nuke. Next up, Clan Eshin. It's Just imagine Master Splinter, but make him evil. You have Clan Eshin. They're the Skaven spies, assassins, espionage, whatever needs to be done. Little is known about them, but that's entirely due to their own machinations. They don't want anyone to know what they're up to, what they're doing. Very secret. The reason they're ninjas is because they went to the country of Nippon, which is J Japan, and someone taught them how to be ninjas. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, to teach the rabid rabies rats how to be ninjas, but someone did. Get on them. Yeah, have fun figuring that lore question out because <laughs> that is just that has thrown me for a second. I didn't realize they taught them. I that has like, really thrown me. I couldn't find an answer to why they did it, so I'm just a. I have to assume someone thought it would be really funny for whoever had to deal. Someone with was it. just really spiteful. They were like, "I'm gonna die soon." Oh, I mean, why not? People teach their dogs to get beers out of fridges, so I feel like this was someone like this is the next step. Clearly, teach their dogs do worse than that. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to go there, though. But <laughs> no, I don't have to. Just... We found you friendly on this channel. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. sometimes occasionally. Uh, their layer in Skaven Blight is pretty small, but that's, again, on purpose. They don't want people to know what they're doing. And anyone who tries to break in to find out what's going on is never heard from again, so it's working out for them. Their premier character is Deathmaster Snitch. He's the most renowned assassin in the Warhammer world by far. Some of his escapades include murdering someone in complete secrecy, despite the fact he was surrounded by armed guards and in a locked room. Uh, he didn't also, he didn't break the lock in the door. One day the guards went to check on him and they found his corpse. So he's pretty good at getting where he needs to be. And I have to skip ahead to the end times because it proves that Snitch is really cool, but also I hate this lore. Uh, he killed the High King of the Dwarfs after a massive battle. I'll get to that when I talk about the end times. We like dwarves. Pain. 
but he, but he hates end times. Oh, oh wait, I, love, hate I love the end times. I hate what happened to Thorgrim, but it's canon, so I can't mm. ignore it. Uh, many kills that aren't his are attributed to him to boost his legend. And you might think the Skaven, as cowardly as they are, would go, hey, I did that. Give me the credit I deserve because they're also power hungry. But anyone who, again, tries to get one up on old Snitch then has to deal with Snitch in person. And you do, you do not survive that. So they suck it up. His exact location is also never known to him. Or never known to anyone but him and Ashen's leader. Just know where he is. He's really hilarious. He's got amnesia. His Google Maps cannot connect to the local <laughs> Wi-Fi. That's how he's so good at it. If he doesn't know where he is, you don't know where he is. <laughs> he's got, got, got murder-based Alzheimer's. What's going on? <laughs> oh, oh, man. My God. Oh, the Skaven flubbing all over the place. Uh, but his location is all no known only, of course, to him and their leader, Nightlord Sneak. <laughs> the Skaven name. name. Skaven Nightlord name. Skaven naming is not subtle. Mm. Oh, I, I love that name so much. Uh, Sneak, Shadow. Like, just, just might as well get them all, all off the list at that point. Yeah. Damn. Uh, generally, Eshin does not involve themselves in the civil war that happens every five minutes in Skavendom, yeah. except to sell their services off to the highest bidder. They don't want the spotlight because they're the sneaky clan, but they're happy to profit. Now, the last great clan, there are one and a half clans left, but this is the last great one. Clan Pestilence, the Plague Rats. They yeah! Worship, yeah they this worship, is my favorite. They worship the Horned Rat, the Skaven God, as an aspect of disease and decay. A lot like Nurgle, but unlike Nurgle, the Horned Rat doesn't have any friendly grandfather aspects to him. He's just a prick. Just despises all of them, I bet. Uh, even even yeah. the really like powerful ones, just like, just, nah, bro, you, you're lacking. The best you Actually can, lacking. The best you can hope for out of the Horned Rat is he finds you funny. And yeah. that's, that's not me making that up. That is genuinely something he has said before. Okay. You, you say the joke, and you get the hell out of there. Yeah, and then you leave before he can eat you. Uh, they went to the continent of Lustria many years ago and got stranded when they dug their way back to the old world by tunneling under the ocean, because, of course, the Skaven can do that. They had changed from regular Skaven, backstabbing, treacherous pricks, to sickly, treacherous, backstabbing pricks. And upon returning, they demanded breeding rights, a massive amount of warp stone, and a seat on the Skaven Council, which caused the Skaven Civil War, the first great one, and ended with them getting what they wanted, but they were severely damaged by it, so, you know, even on all accounts. Lord Nurglitch is the clan leader. There's, again, unsubtle naming. Nurgle, Nurglitch. And Lord Skrulk is the premier special character. Lord Skrulk saw Lord Nurglitch and was so awestruck by how disgusting Nurglitch was that he tore his, eyes out, tore his eyes out because he would never see anything as beautifully disgusting again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Horned Rat and one of the only, I say this is nice, one of the only beneficial things he's ever done to anyone else is he gave Lord Scroll the ability to see without his eyes, though it's in hues of decay, because if he gives you a gift, it's gonna suck. Lord, uh, Lord Skrulk is, A, despite being a walking sack of diseases, very strong and fast, 
and B, has so many plagues on him that standing near him can turn you into soup. Oh my god. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's quite the character. He also carries one of the books of the Liber Bubonicus, the original text of the Clan Pestilence Faith. So imagine some sister of battle walking around with the original uh, Lacticio Divinutatus. That's the that's the yeah, yeah. yeah the holy book yeah, yeah. imagine what some sister metal walking around with that and that's lord Skrulk. right just Which... just just nowhere near as like pleasing to the eye yeah, just like no 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 yeah and then a thousand times more disgusting to look at mm. is he like when you drop your ice cream in like the on the floor and it has like hair on it and stuff that that's what anyone who comes within a 10 foot radius of him looks like <laughs> you have to be licking with your eyes because it's like it's like oh, 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 oh. yeah, enjoy that. To be enjoy fair, that. he'd probably lick up the people soup. Oh yeah, tasty. Oh. Just walks around with a ladle, just like hmm, not bad. <laughs> oh, man. Second to last clan, Clan Moors. They're not a great clan, but they're not far from it. They <laughs> they're just there. <laughs> they're there. They're like the they're like the side character who's almost a main character. Not quite, but everyone loves them all the more for it. But gets no maidens. Gets no maidens. <laughs> Maidenless. Maidens. I clan... know he has maidens. <laughs> Tier first, clan, clan more maidenless. Yeah. I've said it. I'm saying it right now. It's official statement of law crimes. <laughs> oh, maidenless. Good lord. Oh, they specialize in infantry. Um, there's no mad science. There's no plagues. There's no mad scientists, but with genetics this time just drowning you in rats. But unlike other Skaven clans, they're kind of they're kind of weird. They're almost brave, almost honorable, almost loyal. Rising in this clan, you can actually do it by being a good soldier and not stabbing everyone in front of you in the back. That being said, if you're not caught stabbing your leader in the back, then, you know, that works just as well. You just can't be as obvious as you can be in the rest of Skavendom. That's that's the sticker here. Their infantry are actually trained and properly armored from clan or to storm vermin, unlike the other Skaven clans where the storm vermin at best are armored, and everyone else is just told to have fun with it, have fun catching arrows. Warlord Nodwell is their leader, though Queek Headtaker, as usual, is their legendary character, supreme character. Big surprise, he takes heads and collects them as trophies. He can hear what they have to say, and they offer him everything from warning to criticisms. They have different personalities, and they're completely unrelated to whatever race he takes them from. Like, I think one of the orc heads he has is actually pretty wise, which is really, <laughs> really funny to me. The criticism part is hilarious, too. Because I'm yeah. just imagining, like, you chose to wear that today? Like, yeah. that, like, like, if you're a dead spirit, you must get petty. Yeah, like, like, just so, just like anything. Just what, dressing him down. One of them is a. A rival warlord that he killed and it's it offers him the most criticism others praise him others say hey this might be a good idea champ why don't you try this one out and i'm going to send the first uh quote andy would you mind reading this for me did i do it in a skaven voice or what i yeah. assume is a skaven voice that that is okay yeah entirely up to you okay let's have a look <clears throat> Everyone, they, they can't, they're concerned for Queek's sanity. Perhaps you worry less for what is in Queek's head. 
and more in keeping what is in yours. Yeah. Is that any good? That was pretty nice. good. Yeah. Damn, yeah, it is. I don't. I don't think we could follow that. <laughs> That's pretty no. tough. To that was awesome. To be honest, I, I modeled it entirely off Eli's performance. So if it's any good, you have uh, Eli to thank for that. I mean, I, oh, yeah, you don't. You're not. You're not super. Uh, in the in the knowledge on that so you literally don't <laughs> okay i've just copied eli's homework <laughs> well, it was it. copied pretty well uh, i'm pretty so... sure quick is a quick's like an actual actually pretty honorable if i remember correctly he is he's, he's... like i said like clan moore's embodied almost brave almost loyal leads from the front leads from the front the most unscaven like of qualities Truly. That's why he has to tell people be less concerned for what's in my head and be concerned with what's keeping mm -hmm. in yours. Uh, because people think he's a bit of an oddball. Understandable for Skaven. But he uh, he doesn't take anything from them. So Quite the badass. Isn't that why his tactics work, isn't it? Because they expect him to behave like a Skaven and then he just does the opposite. Yeah, and then, and so then everyone doesn't know what to do. Comes to His power is Uno reverse card. Yeah, and then a rat comes screaming at you at 60 miles an hour, pinwheeling like two <laughs> weapons around. Yo, check out that spiral dude. <laughs> yeah. He's uh I, I think he's pretty successful in the end times as well. He is. He kills a very important dwarven leader, which we will get to. What is it with Skaven killing dwarves? I get they're kind of like they're bits of rivals, but still. It's once I'm done with the clans and I get to their history, I will be happy to tell you what's up with the Skaven Ugh. killing dwarves. You <laughs> like dwarves? I don't want them to die. They're cool, but that's Warhammer. Nothing cool can go <laughs> get them unmolested. That's true. Ugh. Now, the last thing before I get into their history, the great, the Grey Seers and the Council of Thirteen. Neither are great clans, but they're the leaders of Skaven society. If a Skaven's born with gray fur and will eventually grow horns, they're taken from birth to be trained as gray seers, the mages. They're worshipped as the horn rat's chosen, and they carry out his will on the material plane. It makes them mostly immune to the backstabbing of other Skaven, except for other gray seers. But this isn't really out of respect, it's because they fear the guy who can wave his hands and then you explode. They, uh, pardon me. The Horned Rat, of course, being the Skaven's god, they love decay and ruining everyone else's things. The Skaven are not nice. The Council of Thirteen, meanwhile, consists of Grey Seers and the most prominent of the clan warlords who have avoided being backstabbed, betrayed, and broken by their fellow Skaven. They have ultimate power, all 12 of them on the Council. Anyone want to take a guess who the 13th seat is reserved for? Andy, you have to guess this one. You have to. Come on. Who's a 13th seat? Uh, uh, no, just, just tell me. Put me I'll, out I'll get, oh, Come on, it's symbolic. Sorry, what was uh, the quote? Sorry? The, there's, the Council of 13 only has 12 Skaven on it. Who's the 13th seat for? It's a uh, symbolic seat. Symbolic seat. Uh, I should, should I know this? It's for the uh, horny, horny I, god I himself. Oh, for the god! Oh, he can do that. I thought he'd be like an immaterial thing. Where... He, uh, he's usually off in the realm of chaos in his own little awful corner of it, but it's oh. a symbolic thing. They reserve the thirteenth seat for oh, him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I was like, but I thought he, he, he wouldn't manifest as a thing. Yeah, never mind me. That's he's like thing. a he's like a streamer. He doesn't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> not talking about streamers. Oh. Legs legs are not confirmed. 
I'm gonna bring up uh, YouTubers again. I'll oh, do it. I'll do oh, it. Again. Yes, oh. do it. <laughs> uh, but although you say that, Andy, unlike many many gods in Warhammer, he can be proactive, which again we'll get to. Oh. Oh, I have the better joke. It's like Metaverse. With Mark Zuckerberg. The legs haven't been oh, made yet. Oh, oh, <laughs> at the time of recording. They're adding them in, though. They'll be here in 13 years. <laughs> oh. The uh, the seats occupied by actual Skaven are arranged like a clock. Now, it's going to be a weird clock because 13 hands, but they're arranged so that the cl seats closest to the 13th one where the horned rat is have the most power on the council and the ones farthest away have the least so again kind of weird but imagine 12 and 1 like imagine 13 is at the top of the clock 12 and 1 both have the most power and 6 and 7 have the least power is it the i have a quick question is yes. it kind of like meant to mirror now this is a weird. This is, this is gonna be a very like out of nowhere reference, but like you know the Last Supper, and how like I, all the apostles are there. Is I, that like a kind of thing? I'm sure I've seen an image of the scape. I know. Like... I was. It's yeah. That's. Yeah. Is there really? I don't, I don't know. Is that if someone else thought of that? I don't know if it's honestly. I don't even know if it's fan art or official. But I'm assuming fan art. I don't think Games Workshop yeah. would put out official artwork of the <laughs> the Rat Supper. Yeah. Uh, put, please but, put a yeah, picture of that. On the oh, on the video, oh, that, that, that'll blow it. my mind. If you've seen it and I haven't, that blows yeah. my mind. Um, yeah, it's there. I've seen it. Hmm. Wow, it's really good. Man, I'm on. I'm on the same wavelength as some twisted man. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that was intentional, but at least one other person has made that connection. Now, <laughs> uh, and as for the other thing about the power, the person any Skaven can veto the person opposite their seat. So despite being the weakest, 7 can veto 12, 1 can veto uh, 6, vice versa. It keeps it almost in check. They're all Again, they're all constantly scheming and trying to backstab each other, but it kind of almost keeps them in check. Uh, as for getting on the council, you can, of course, you know, perform great deeds by whatever standard that Skaven clan is considering a great deed. Oh, there's two pieces of artwork for it. Oh my lord! Yeah, to be honest, I've fallen amazing. down a bit of a rabbit hole. I've also found one of like the emperor and the primarchs and Carl friends and some guys with weird hats. I found oh, all right. sorts I, of Last Supper ones for I, some reason. I need that one stat. Here you go. Here it is. <laughs> oh, uh, but before I cite, <laughs> <laughs> some of us are oh, thinking those, that's, those are all the Total War games. Oh god, I'm gonna get. Oh, okay. I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta keep other rats. Uh, for becoming. On the Council of Thirteen, like I said, you can backstab and get your way up there, or you can touch a Skaven relic known as the Black Pillar and challenge a sitting member. Though this hasn't happened a couple hundreds of years, partially because trying to outscheme someone on the Skaven Council is a monumental task, and also partly because any rat who touches the Black Pillar has a tendency to explode. <laughs> so that's kind of a self-solving problem for the Council members. Is it like it explode on like immediately after touch, or is it one of yeah, those they, uh, and then they and then a few days they died? No, they touch it and then they explode. It's like it's time like... bandits at the end, where it's the the parents and they find the chunk of evil in the microwave and the firefighters <laughs> like, "What's this?" and the kids like, "Mom, Dad, don't touch it. It's evil." And they just poke it and they blow up. It's amazing. <laughs> it's pretty much that. Yeah, you touch the evil rock, you blow up. Nice. And there are many gray seers all of whom incredibly powerful, but their premier special character, before I finally get on with the history, undoubtedly 
Thantquil. I, God, I love him. Mm. He's living proof that you can do nothing but fail constantly and still move up in life. Because that is all he does. <laughs> he's, uh, on the one hand, to give him credit, he's one of the strongest mages in the setting. He's gotten head-to-head with the strongest users of other races. He almost res- wrestled the dwarven Hindenburg out of the sky. And he regularly snorts Warpstone in such amounts that even other Skaven says he should probably back off on that a bit. <laughs> turns his wow. already crazy magical skills. They're, they're getting like the Skaven equivalent of AA meetings from like, dude, you need to slow down. Uh, like, Listen, we're all doing it, but you got to back off. Tell us how you feel. <laughs> oh, imagine a Skaven intervention meeting. That would be weird. Oh, yeah, they'd probably man. just stab you to steal whatever it is. I was going to say, like, there's going to be a lot of stabbings, but it'd be interesting to watch. <laughs> You've not been betraying lately. What's wrong? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> I caught you sending like a well wish to someone. Are you feeling all right? <laughs> oh. I'm going to write down your secrets in this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, on the other hand, Ethanquil, though, everything he does goes wrong. Every it's not his fault. It's, never his it's fault. not his fault. No, of course. It's it's always the fault of underlings or shoddy equipment. Never mind the fact that he usually buys things on the cheap. He saves on the warp token, so it's worth it. Uh, he regularly goes to blows with Gotrick and Felix. Yeah. He's so impressively incompetent that until, like, in the la- latter third of the Gotrick and Felix books, they didn't know it was him. They just thought it was a bunch of random encounters with the Skaven. <laughs> but he he been like been fighting them for like twenty years or something. Yeah, 20... and then only, and they didn't even realize it was the same rat. <laughs> no, in, uh, when he when they found that out, he finally captured them and he starts evil monologuing, and they the Gotrick and Felix just look at each other and go, "Who is this?" <laughs> and he hears that and to say his ego is a bit bruised. Is he almost faints, doesn't it? He like goes I, woozy. I, yeah, he he starts like tripping over himself. <laughs> Oh, he's one of the best characters ever oh, written God, in Warhammer. He uh, at one point a Slan captured him, which just to give you a picture, the Skaven are viewed by the Slan as worse than demons, uh, and the Slan let him go because it foresaw that Thanquil would cause more damage to the Skaven than killing him ever could. <laughs> My God, that's literally <laughs> for those who would love a bit of history. Isn't that the exact thing, uh, Salahuddin? Did to uh oh yeah oh. in um I, I, the guy in jerusalem oh my god is it not he's probably a robber or something isn't it I know exactly <laughs> what you're about. you know who i'm talking about in history yeah and he'd let him go because he was more damaging to the kingdom of jerusalem side, yeah alive well, that, that just reminds me of the allies when um world war ii was happening they were like hitler does such bad decision making he does more damage to his own army than we ever could so like yeah don't bump him off he's doing the damage himself stop the assassination attempts we let this guy figure it out on his own <laughs> <laughs> oh, and his, his crowning his crowning achievement which is just the funniest to me is when he tried to summon a vermin lord to which is a skaven greater demon and instead of doing that, the mummified gray seer's paw he used was cursed somehow. It was probably cursed the moment that Thanquil touched it because he's Thanquil and ruins everything he touches. Uh, and instead of a vermin lord, he summons Scarbrand. <laughs> Oof. Corn. Uh, Good old corn. Yeah. Uh, oh, this caused. Angry boy, right? This caused all of the dwarf and Skaven forces that were there to just go berserk. And just murder each other. Scarbrand, of course, joining in. Queek Headtaker was also there, and he learned pretty quickly Grey Seers aren't the worst thing ever. 
And <laughs> thankful for his troubles, just just left, just just walked away. He uh he does not pay for his crimes very often. He He's always finds a way favorite. to blame someone else. It's very oh, funny. It's um, it's a if, if it's, his, it's impressive. If his troops fall back, then it it was obviously a rival in Skaven Blight sent him bad troops that would run away at the first sign of danger. Of Stuff like that. Of course. And uh, now, now that all the clans and characters are out of the way, further history. Most Skaven, it should be said, don't actually know or care about their history. They'd tell you their own personal history happily. But as far as most of them that aren't on the Great Seer Council, who presumably have some records, care about, Skaven history is, is uh, now, when we don't rule the world, and soon, when we will rule the world. That's pretty much all they care about. North Korea method. <laughs> Are they, like, perpetually in, like, BC and AD? Like, they're always in BC and they're not in AD yet. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's b- before conquest and after devour of serpents. <laughs> oh. So, not long after the Doom of Kavzar, the Skaven began to expand, but they realized pretty quick, we don't have a lot of food in space. So, because it, to give them any credit, they don't do any, they don't do anything by halves. Oh, they cut corners, but they at least try to make it grand when they cut corners. They began building a massive machine powered by warpstone and magic to help just instantly expand the capital of Skavenblight. It did, to to be fair, and it also blew up and destroyed most of Skavenblight and the Skaven race. And it also just started destroying mountain ranges because when they screw up they screw up big and if you were wondering why the dwarves hate the skaven so much it's because the skaven decided to put an addition onto their home and blew up the dwarven empire by accident which in turn allowed orcs to just pour into dwarf holds orcs and goblins and start the period the dwarfs know as the time of woes uh, don't, don't don't tell anyone this, but the Lizardmen also helped because some mountains Feng Shui wasn't aligned, so they decided to just move the mountain with their minds. But the he dwarf, wasn't an, the, he wasn't an Aries; he was a Taurus, so he yeah. just <laughs> he wasn't feeling right that yeah. day. Yeah, but the dwarfs don't know that, so don't tell him. Don't tell him that. Hmm. But thankfully, there was now a lot more holes in the mountain than there was previously, so the dwarves expanded all across the old world, and one of these expansions took them to the mountain of Cripple Peak. Did not make that name up. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, I did not make dicey. that up. It's named Cripple Peak. It's a little dicey, that one. <laughs> I, I'm aware. Just a little. Hey, blame old 80s Warhammer lore. I didn't write that. <laughs> often, often. <laughs> oh, man. That's not even the worst of it by far. Oh, no. Ferris Manus, Corvus uh, we... Corax, <laughs> just... oh. Land. But, uh, <laughs> Insensitive Peak. Is uh, where they came into conflict, conflict, good lord, conflict, with none other than the great necromancer Nagash himself, who, if you don't know much about him, I, uh, I made a video about him, shameless plug, pardon me, uh, he is, uh, he scares the chaos gods, that should tell you all you need to know about him. I said ratty daddy. Uh, a couple episodes ago, this is bo- this is bone this daddy. Is bone daddy. <laughs> yeah. death, this is death. Calcium daddy. daddy. Yeah. Calcium daddy. I hate that so much. <laughs> Not marrow. Makes mummy. it seem healthy. Bone daddy. Oh, marrow mummy. Oh. And uh, <laughs> once the Skaven uh, entered Agash's home, well, the home he stole for himself, 
they both they began fighting for a century straight, and after a hundred years, they both realized that the other side is just not running out of out of bodies to throw at each other, because Nagash, the great the name the great necromancer should tip you off. He just raises the corpses of whatever dies, uh, but there's never not more Skaven to throw at a problem. So this is fantasy's equivalent of the Octaria sector, where it's like the orcs versus the Tyranids. Yeah, it's just constant throw more men at it. Uh, imagine World War One, where it's over the trenches, lads, uh, and it's about that level of productive for everyone involved. Mm. Oof. Eventually, they decide, all right, we're just gonna we're just gonna truce. It's not worth dealing with it. None of them trust each other, of course, but they have better things to do. So they come to a deal. The Skaven will mine warp stone for Nagash, and, ex- and in exchange, they'll get to ch- keep a pretty big, pretty big hunk of it. Eventually, however, Nagash uh, continues his storyline, and his his ambitions would lead him to not only destroy his homeland of Nehekara, but attempt to cast a spell that would kill everything on the world at once, all of it, and then raise them as undead under his command. And this is. Not the only time, because it has happened very, very rarely, but the first time, probably, that the Skaven would ever help another living being of their own volition. They created a blade of purest warp stone, known as the Fellblade, gave it to the last living Nehekara, known as Alkadi Zar, who was just a real champ, and told him to have at it, bud. So My favorite part of that is, they didn't they make it in Skaven Blight? And they had to carry it all the way. For reference, isn't ne- Nehekara is south of Skaven Blight in the Warhammer yeah, world? Uh, Nehek- and they had to, they had their rats when they, the Skaven had to carry it. Then they had they had to have a huge pack because the Skaven like they'd carry it for like a good thirty minutes and then it would just drop dead because yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> carried the blade and the blade would kill it and then the next one would pick it up. That's, That's awesome. that, and they can hold Warpstone more, no problem for the most part. Not this thing. Now that's a chain gang. Uh, that's, that's what it was. Like right? the baton pass, but extreme. <laughs> a mile-long <laughs> chain of rats. When one died, the next got to hold it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they even gave him magical assistance while he was fighting Nagash, because even with the Fellblade, Alkalidizar wasn't quite up to it. And so, between the Skaven somehow deciding to help another race and Alkalidizar, Nagash was slain at the cost of Alkalidizar's life. And two Skaven Graysears, but they're not important because they were just there to help Alcadizar. That's his story. Wasn't he? He isn't just for reference as well. If you're new to Warhammer, he, they helped not even a human. They helped a vampire. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Alcadizar was no, turned he, into a vampire. He was. Uh, he was actually Nehekara. the last living. Oh, I thought it wasn't. Is he the same one as he escaped Neferata when she tried to make him into a vampire? That's uh, that's Vladdy Daddy. No, no, no. This is like a. I swear, like, in the story, like, she made him, like, Al-Qaeda, like, meant to be, like, her kind of puppet thing, and he escaped, and he was, like, the last living son. Because I thought he was a vampire, oh, wasn't he? he? She might have tried that. I admit, I have to brush up on the, uh, my vampire counselor, I will admit. But he was not Future a vampire. Episode, Future episode, Future episode, definitely. Teaser. Uh, but no, she w- he was not a vampire. He was the last living Nehekarin, because Nagash needed him as a um... focal point for the spell. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Uh, also, Nagash didn't die because death is at most inconvenient to him. But the Fellblade did make it so that he's poisoned every time he dies and comes back weaker. Love that. Nagash is just like, death. Death is cringe. Ugh. Yeah, he. Uh, it doesn't stick with him. 
But the scavenger, the credit, after Al Kadizar wandered off to die, they chucked Nagash's bones into a big furnace to melt them. So they tried. You can't fault them for not trying on this one. Give it a solid go. Exactly. Uh, their next great move was to attack the dwarf hold of Carrick Eight Peaks. And initially, they couldn't get past the dwarves because dwarves have this metal called Gromril, which is the closest you can get to having power armor in fantasy. Gromril? Yep, it is a fancy metal. Gromril. Like that. Is this like Gromril, please? <laughs> nice. Uh, unfortunately for the dwarves, the Skaven invented flamethrowers shortly afterwards, as oh. well as what's called poison wind globes, which is basically portable mustard gas. So that got dwarves, that got through the dwarves. Not all the way though; the dwarves were still stuck in, which is when the Skaven formed a plan with the night goblins. They come in from above, the Skaven come in from below, and that pincer attack was too much for the dwarves to handle, even with all of their stubbornness. And after still several centuries worth of fighting, Carrick Eight Peats finally falls. Though, to give, again, the dwarves their credit, fighting never truly ends, as many dwarves would forever attempt to reclaim it, chief among them being the Angren clan who once ruled it. If you're a fan of Belagar Ironhammer from Total Warhammer, that's who he comes from. Uh, of course, that being said, it was just a three-way mosh pit between Skaven, Goblins, and Dwarves for the rest of time. Uh, also, it's not really important, but it should be mentioned one of the dwarf holds was conquered by a clan, uh, Morbidus, which is very close to Clan Morbius. Morbius. I was about to say the same not, thing. Not super important to the storyline, but I couldn't let that one go when I was reading about it. <laughs> important lore that no one, you can't leave the video without knowing about the Morbius reference, <laughs> clearly. Oh, I could not let that one rest. And to move forward next. Uh, around year 17 in the Imperial Candor, Calendar, not Candor, shortly after the best god emperor, king, whatever, Sigmar took power and created the best empire, the Empire of Man, the Skaven decided, meanwhile, that yeah, it's time for a nice 600-year civil war. Or civil war. That's what happened when uh, Clan Pestilence came back uh, to the rest of the Skaven, like I mentioned earlier. To, uh. to sum it up, Pestilence returned, and everyone just starts killing each other. It's mostly Pestilence versus everyone else, but, you know, there's chaos going on. Perfect time for some backstabbing, am I right? Mm -hmm. Is Pestilence the most uh, powerful? Because I never, I can never, like, they, gauge them. They wax and wane a lot more than any other clan. They become the most powerful uh, for the Second Civil War to come up later. Uh, other times, the other clans see they're becoming the most powerful and smack them down. Uh, so their status is pretty frequently changing. And when you say civil war, that implies that they ended not. it. It's yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, that's. Uh, I guess it's like the war on paper. You know what I mean? Like the war's a fish. Like okay, we're at war. That's a that's a good point. To clarify, a Skaven civil war means they're not pretending like they're not going to backstab each other. When it's an official civil war, it's just we ball. Mm. So that's oh, yeah, that's the difference between business as usual and civil war. Uh, as this was going on, Clan Eshen assassins, towards the end, stopped their neutrality and pledged allegiance to the Council of Thirteen. And as Pestilence Warlord and Warlord fell to their assassins, they sucked it up and stopped trying to take over all of Skavendom. They still got a seat on the Council, though, and now with all of the Skaven as close to being united as they can ever said to be, they turned their attention for the first time to the surface world proper. 
And 600 years later, around 600 in the Imperial calendar, they begin burrowing under the Empire of Man until they're under damn near everything. And 500 years later, in 1111 IC, the Skaven created the Black Death. I'm not making that up. It's called the Black Plague. It's <laughs> the, the Black Death. The rats just did it on purpose in this world. And they sent it across the Empire of Man, and it killed over half the population, much like our own world. I have a question. Yes. Yay. Uh, so is this kind of where Vermintide games are? No. This Not, is yet. Ab- Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. About 1,500 years before the Vermintide games. Okay. Never mind. It's the same vibe, to be fair, though. We're a little bit early, yeah. Um, but it's it's much the same for the people of the Empire in terms of what it would have been like. As winter ended of the year of the Black Plague, they finally thought things could get a bit better. They made it through the season. Spring is coming. Maybe they can begin rebuild. And then hundreds of thousands of rats poured out from under their feet, and they did not get a chance to rebuild. City after city fell until... It was largely only Altdorf, Nuln, and Averheim left standing. There was also Middenheim was also left, but it was pretty much under permanent siege. The Skaven rounded up any humans they could find to be used as either manual labor or food. And Clan Pestilence, as a result of the Black Death, became ascended in power. Like you were saying earlier, Hal, this is when they become more powerful again. Mm. Uh, there are two things that the Empire had going for it, though. One is that, now this, I admit this is not going to sound like a positive, but do hear me out. The ruling emperor at the time was massively, incredibly incompetent and did nothing to help the situation. But the Skaven decided to assassinate him, probably just for the fun of it, to demoralize anyone left. But he was so unliked that if anything, people were happy he was finally gone. Is that the same, is that the same emperor as the one who when Marienburg left the Empire, like that unpopular one, or just a different one, like a much earlier one. I think it's a different one, because if I remember correctly, Marienburg only seceded a couple of decades before modern Warhammer fantasy. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, but his death allowed the man who would become known as Emperor Mandra the Skaven Slayer of Middenheim to gather a crusading army to take the fight to the rats once more. This alone might not have worked, except... Uh, the Skaven did not check that the plague didn't affect their own ranks just as much as mankind. And the Black Death then swept through the Skaven ranks shortly after it was done ravaging humanity. Is that, isn't that exactly what happened in history when Scotland, in like the Black Death, affected England? And the Scots said this was the God punishing them. So then they invaded, <laughs> and then the Black Death then went, went back to, to Scotland. Scotland. I, think, <laughs> I think you might be right. I'd have to double-check that. But you have to double-check, in case we're wrong. It but does sound familiar. If uh, it's wrong, it's a, law, it's, it's a historic crime. <laughs> historic yeah, law yeah, crime. Historic well, the crime. sirens are going off, so... <laughs> I, I think we screwed oh, up. No, they've heard it, they've heard yeah. it. And uh, between these two things, the Skaven were pushed back underground. There was a last act of petty vengeance. The Skaven assassinated him in his sleep. Uh, but still, he not only saved the Empire, but set up sewer watches in every city so the Skaven could never again overrun Sigmar's realm. Sewer watch? That's a shift you don't want. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. not popular, and even worse for them. It shortly after becomes official policy of the Empire to not acknowledge the Skaven's existence. And as their attacks faded from memory, at most they're regarded as a form of beastmen. And at worst, you can get killed for mentioning them by a witch hunter. Oh. 
So, Yikes. Sewer Jack, not a great job, but it mm. keeps it safer. So, thank you, Madrid, for that one. Uh, they also tried this again in Petronia a couple years later. Uh, they named it the Red Pox this time, but it was the same same thing uh, this time around as well. Uh, very tragically, before it could spread to the rest of Bretonia, <laughs> okay. the, uh, the Baron in charge of the city they unleashed it in just burned down the entire lower-class section of the city so it couldn't spread. Uh, was this Muselheim? I believe. I can't remember which... Uh... Bretonian. I mean, you were probably very happy. You'd be very happy with any Bretonian city burning down. <laughs> whichever, whichever one is gone is happy for me. I think it was Bestone, but it might have been uh, Paravone as well. <laughs> you really do hate Bretonians so much. I, I hate everything that has to do with them. Uh, they tried it again a few decades later, and this time it almost worked. It actually worked a little bit better than it did in the Empire. But then the Wood Elves came to bail them out, which, again, tragic. Uh, I need to move well, because on. they survived. <laughs> yes, because Bretonia wasn't eliminated; they survived. So, thank you, Wood Elves. You screwed up on that one. Damn. After that, and... round two of Civil War. This one four hundred years long. Uh, Clan Pestilence again decided to start shit, having already gained three seats on the council. And this time, because of that massive power boost they had, the entire Skaven governing body was essentially defunct, because they had enough seats to veto the other members and enough power behind them due to the Black Death giving them so much influence that they could tear apart Skavendom all on their own without the element of surprise this time. This one was even messier because warlock engineer Lord Morskidar of Clan Scryer took control of Skavenblight. And after that, it wasn't even everyone versus Clan Pestilence anymore. It was just, you see a different Skaven clan, start swinging. And it only ended when the Grey Seers came to every single Skaven clan and gave them an ultimatum to appear at the Vermintide Festival, and again, that's not a real thing, or that is a real thing, or be destroyed. And as much as people were happy to stab them in the back if they could, no one wanted to miss this festival, because this was a celebration of the Horned Rat, and you don't want to mess with him. So, either entire clans went, or some of them only sent a single representative, but once everyone was accounted for, all 169 Grey Seers entered the chamber, performed a ritual, and summoned the great horned rat himself onto the material plane. I remember wow. you asked about that earlier, Andy. He's uh he gets off his oh, chair no. every now and then. The uh, That's the, more than corn. Just sitting around all day. Oh yeah. The uh the first thing he did was just start grabbing handfuls of Skaven and eating them for several minutes straight until he was full. And then he told them that while he found all this infighting to be unbelievably funny. <laughs> it's time for them to stop. <laughs> Once more, it's been 400 years, it's time for another crack at the surface world. And while the Skaven numbers had been kept in check by the endless civil war, now that their god told them to cut the crap, they began growing exponentially once more and returned their attention to the surface. Villages were conquered or just straight up kidnapped around Skaven Blight and across the world indeed. Now knowing that their god was directly telling them to act, you know, get their act together, they were again almost unified, and soon everyone from dwarves to night goblins to men and elves were under assault. This is, uh... <laughs> this is where we get to the fun bits of Skaven again. They almost conquered the city of Nuln once again, and indeed, they did manage to burn a lot of it to the ground, but Gotrick and Felix were there, so that just didn't work. <laughs> uh, they almost destroyed a revolutionary dwarf airship, known as the Spirit of Grugni, once again led by Thanquil, 
but Gotrick and Felix were there, so that also didn't work. Hmm. Uh, they built a submarine. Don't know how. They did. And almost stole a magical high elven harp from a sunken elven city that, if played, would allow the dark elves to drown not only the realms of man, but also Ulthuan, because that's the most elven thing the writer could think of. And, again, Thanquil was leading this operation to get the fancy elven heart, <laughs> harp. Anyone want to take a guess why this one didn't succeed? <laughs> who, who could have been there to stop it? <laughs> God damn. I love God. <laughs> Congratulations, Hal. You win this it, quiz. I, I love that. Because I've read uh, Elf Slayer. <laughs> as in, that's actually, ironically, my first uh, Godrek and Felix book. And that just... Oh man, the way it just always seems like, huh? It's just like accident. They accidentally win every time, and Thankor is just like pulling his hair out because he's just if he has any hair because he just can't get a win. That guy, it's so sad. Almost at the end oh, as well. It's sad, but it's so funny. He just keeps running into the two people that have nothing but the ability to put his schemes in the ground. He deserves oh. it. Deserves I mean, it. he deserves it, but oh, poor Thankor. One day he'll get his time in the sun. Until the end times, though, this was the state of affairs. They would try and do something, and while they would get some success, at the end of the day they would be held back. More often than not, by Gotrick and Felix. <laughs> <laughs> then, someone who really liked the Skaven started writing their lore. Uh, there's, of course, Warhammer Vermintide games, where the Skaven surround and destroy the cities of Ubersreich. Despite the best efforts of the Ubersreich 5 or 4, doesn't matter. And that's kind of what's repeated across the entire Warhammer world. To make it quick, I'm just going to breeze through all of the countries they destroyed. They conquered Talia, they conquered Estalia, they completely wiped out the Lizardmen who were, prepared, who were prepared for demons, but not rats. They helped destroy Cathay, they were involved in overrunning the Empire, and they blew up Morslia, the Chaos Moon, with a big cannon they built. I was going to say, don't forget... Rest in peace, my boy, oh, the moon. Of course, yeah. I, <laughs> the moon of Warpstone. <laughs> yeah. The moon? Yeah, the moon. Oh, like Zelda. No, no, they literally blew up. Oh, no, they didn't blow up the moon. Excuse no, me. You, I, they no, threw the moon, didn't they? At the planet. No, they... they I was... I say I got ahead of myself. Pardon me. Uh, they First, they pulled it towards the moon, or pulled it towards the planet, just like Zelda. And then Clan Scryer realized they were being shown up, so they blew it up. Uh, when you are the moon... And yeah, then, like, moon, moon chunks started, like, landing everywhere, didn't it? They did. The only reason that the the end times didn't end there was because the Slans sacrificed themselves to blow up the moon rocks, slamming into the planet. Oof. Uh, because <laughs> when you're going for gold, you might as well go all out and blow up the moon. They, and Queek Headtaker gets his time in the sun, and finally fully takes over Carrick Eight Peaks from the Dwarves and Night Goblins killing Belagar Ironhammer of Clan Engrund before High King Thorgrim Grudgebearer kills him in as much as I hate the end crimes this is a really cool segment he lists the end crimes the end crime yeah that, that, that should be the new that that's was, actually a perfect title that, that was accidental but that was a very good flub uh, <laughs> but as much as I hate them this is a really cool bit of lore where he just lists every single wrong in the great book of grudges that Queek has done before ending it with the murder of Belagar Ironhammer and then killing Queek. So, mm. shame for Queek, but by God, is that cool. What's not cool is what comes next, because you remember how I said Deathmaster Snitch killed Thorgrim? 
Uh, yeah, Thorgrim, uh, once he realized it was time to retreat from this battle, forgot to close a doorway behind him, and Snitch got him that way and stabbed him in the back. Uh, it's Sad. also worth mentioning, Thorgrim has runes on his armor specifically to prevent this, but fantasy needed to end, so oh, yeah. they, they, just, they, just, they just didn't have him anymore. Didn't they forget about Skarsnick too? Was rad it. Like, <laughs> they, just, they just forgot about Skarsnick. They just uh, uh, for for Andy, that's like a night goblin character. He was like quite okay. uh, quite beloved. A lot of people were liking because yeah, he's quite he was really cool. crazy. He, he was actually the prophet of Mork. Uh, it's not just Gasgul, oh. Gork, and Mork like in fantasy or 40k. No, was greedy. He's like, I'll have one yeah. or the other. It's fine. The goblins are a lot more important than Grotz, so Mork got his goblin mm. prophet. And then after he was around at Carrick Eight Peaks, uh, the writer just forgot about him. Oh, and that's why we hate the end. Yeah, that's why we don't like the yeah. end times here. Uh, really, the only things that didn't end up destroying, though, was Nagaroth, the Dark Elven Kingdom, which a Coronate army destroyed after all of the Dark Elves left to go to Ulthuan. And Ulthuan Ulth itself, which the Elves did a fine job of blowing that up in their civil war. They also did try to stop Nagash from gaining power and coming back, and even stabbing him with the Fellblade again. But this was after he'd eaten a god, so it didn't really do anything by this point. They did, however, blow up his magic pyramid with underground nukes. Didn't they do that more than once? Uh, I swear, did, I swear uh, they did it more than they once. They did it more than once. I'll be getting to that, because we're jumping universes for that little gem. And <laughs> Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> Leave my pyramid alone. Uh, oh, good lord. And despite all these successes, the Horn Rat somehow decided that, despite the fact that if they could do all this, they could probably face Chaos, the Horn Rat decided they couldn't actually face Chaos, so he allied with them instead. Despite the fact, again, the Skaven took out well over half the world during all of this. And remember what I said about the Horn Rat finding things funny? And that's what he likes? Mm -hmm. He ate the Council of Thirteen, the mortal Skaven, and then put Thanquil in charge. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Who else deserves to be in charge? As the Warhammer world comes to an end, the Skaven, in order to survive, teleported Skaven Blight into the warp. Thanquil and the Great Horned Rat work together because, again, as much as Thanquil's a clown, he's the Horned Rat's silliest clown fighting his funniest battles. <laughs> He's still a powerful wizard. And Age of Sigmar will be quick because, unfortunately, they're not up to too much in that. Uh, as it begins, the Skaven somehow managed to dig so aggressively and deeply into the warp, which, ever, as a reminder, is infinite in size, that they crashed it halfway back into reality. Uh, now they can dig tunnels between the Realm of Chaos and reality to appear pretty much wherever they want to, up to and including areas completely blocked off from Chaos, and probably under Korn's throne if they really wanted to. It's that'd be hilarious. Kind of like Just... the, the rat webway, except not OSHA compliant because sometimes <laughs> things get lost in it, including demons, and they're just gone forever. Is it like um, what's that place in America that no one likes, like Florida? Uh, <laughs> the one with like all the alligators underneath the cities. That kind of like that. Probably be Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's what is it is that what it's like just like the alligators are everywhere i like to and imagine this... i like to imagine it's like wyoming 
just like imagining a lost and property full of demons it's a bit of weird you had to explain the wyoming part to us because i think all the rest of us lot are not from the state because wyoming doesn't exist much like the realm between spaces the demons get lost in fair enough fair enough oh shout out to anyone from wyoming yeah anyone from wyoming please just just type in i'm from wyoming in the chat Oh. For no reason, just we need to know. Uh, aside from that, though, it's largely business as usual for the Skaven, trying to take those on the surface world for themselves, gain ultimate power. The only difference is there's even more of them now, as the clans of the Skaven are now types of clans with millions each. So instead of it being you know, clan pestilence has millions of rats in it, there's thousands of types of clan pestilence, each with millions of rats. There's just exponentially more Skaven. That's the Age of Sigmar lore. You like you like Skaven? There's more of them. Uh, they tried to invade before the rest of Chaos showed up and got destroyed, so they waited till the other four Chaos gods showed up. Three, actually. Slanesh was put in jail. Uh, they're, they're Very sorry, Eli. Uh, they're <laughs> most... <laughs> their most noteworthy accomplishment was when Nagash once again tried to gain power with magical pyramids, the Skaven blew it up again. I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> I'm slightly <laughs> sensing a theme. The, uh, much like the Tyranids exist to eat uh, whatever needs to be eaten in 40k to keep the plot from moving forward, the Skaven mm. exists to keep Nagash from moving the plot moving forward. I kind uh, of imagine it like um, the Skaven just walking past, and they're like just looking at the, his building. Like, oh, it's like a nice square, but what shape is that building? <laughs> it's a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot stand. Uh, uh, to give Nagash credit, these pyramids were upside down and floating this time. He thought that would keep them from digging under them and blowing that up, which he, it didn't. <laughs> they still managed it. Uh, they also. Uh, a different group of Skaven on their way to screw with Nagash dug into the bottom of an ocean in Nagash's realm and drowned half of Skaven Blight. And then when the water... (laughs) (laughs) I know. And then when the water was done pouring in, uh, it's an ocean in the realm of the dead, so zombies started pouring into Skaven Blight. That's awesome. That's That's really cool. Uh, This also revealed the existence of the Ideneth Deepkin to Nagash because he'd been looking for the people that kept stealing souls from him and couldn't find them. So despite the fact that the Skaven ruined their plan, it still helped. Hmm. Uh, anyone want to take a guess who was in charge of all of this? Sure hope it's Thankwell. It was Thankwell. He survived the end of the world. Woo. Uh, he's now known as the Grey Lord, a very influential seer. Though, again, he still screws up a lot. And before we end, Thankwell, as we know can never have nice things ever. Never. Never, ever. ever. I'm going to try and send something into the general. Did that go through this time? Yes. It I is, see uh, it. Hal, a quote for you to lead. What happened with this quote is, Thantquil, after all this time, was pretty secure in his power base. He would screw up sometimes and he'd have to cover his tracks, but not that much because he's top dog escapendom now, aside from the Horn Red, of course. And then... Someone else made it through the end of the world. Though he doesn't have Felix on his side anymore, Gotrick, despite wanting nothing more than to die, survived the end of the Warhammer world. Yeah! Uh, they, uh, they say the guardsmen, uh, the planet broke before the guard did. 
the planet broke and Gotrick just didn't. Yeah. He just kept going. They did Felix so dirty though. Oh, I know. Uh and so Hal, would you like to read a quote of what Thankul said the moment he realized it has to Gotrick be a scathing impression because we've all done one. Come on. Okay. I actually cannot voice that, so this will be rough. It's okay. quite alright. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh-uh. He lives! No, 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 no! It cannot be! Not him! Not again! Not like this! Oh, always the same! I want him dead! Dead, 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 dead! That's what I've got. That was pretty good. That wasn't too bad, man. Thanks for that. Oh, man! I did a bow from that. No can see. Enjoy that edit of that. Loud. This this time, uh, Gotrick sees him as a proper enemy and is going to attempt to kill Thanquil as revenge for Felix's father, who Thanquil had actually killed in the old world. But with that, that is largely the end of the Skaven episode. Anyone have any questions? I have emotions after that. <laughs> Man, oh Lord, that was uh, they've. I wish um, if like if someone is like just a 40k fan and they're, war- they're wondering like what the kind of vibe it- of it is is definitely it's obviously comic relief right like the equivalent in a fantasy but obviously we have orcs but skaven like a new level of comic relief it's they're so well done with the two because they can be played as clowns or as incredibly serious because on the one hand you have anything thankful does which is just fun to read about I didn't mention this earlier, but Thankful gave us the wonderful quote of there's more than one ways to skin an infant. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's something to look forward to in Gotrick and Felix. Yo, that's a bit, that's a bit too much there. That's a bit to be honest, I feel like what you were saying, it's like, it depends what pers- perspective you're standing from with the Skaven. Like, if you're a Skaven, if you're in Skaven society, it's kind of funny. But like, the poor Empire citizen whose family have got like this pox or whatever and their family have been eaten by rats like not very fun for them but you know yeah does my boy uh children i have a question also go ahead obviously on the one hand it's a race of funny dr doofenshmirtz rats (laughs) on the other hand it's an endless tide of hateful vermin that want nothing more than you to die yikes epic i was gonna ask if our main man our Randy Orton slithering out. Uh, Carl Franz has he ever fought Skaven? He has. In the law? Uh, off the top of my head, Skaven are not one of the enemies he's most. Uh, he fights the most. His chief enemies would be the Greenskins, orcs and goblins, as it is any proper emperor of the Empire of Man, and Chaos, uh, who he's pretty good at dealing with, except for the fact the planet blew up. But don't worry about that. Uh, he Damn. has, of course, fought the Skaven, but they're not given nearly as much prominence. I guess one last bit is uh, Eli. Ask Eli first. Eli, what's your favorite clan out of all of them? I, I think my favorite clan is probably Scryer. I, I like Clan Morris a lot as well, just because Queek is such a Chad. But he's, he's a little bit more. Uh, I would say I'll say relatable there. I don't know why that word came into my <laughs> head because that's not right at all. He's almost, almost a good person by Skaven. By Skaven standards, he's a mm. saint. <laughs> I mean, I mean, everyone, everyone loves uh, Icky Thank Claw. Every, oh, everyone everyone loves Icky Claw and Scryer. What about you, Colin? What's your favorite? 
My, mine probably is uh, Clan Moors, because the Skaven monsters are so uncomfortable to look at, but in a good way. Is that it's Mulder like, or Moors? Is Moors Moors or Mulder, pardon me. Did I say Moors? Yeah, it's my I've fault. been flubbing so much this episode. My apologies. <laughs> so good. Low crimes. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty. Because yeah, Clan Mulder, just the rat ogres, the storm fiends, which are rat ogres with machine guns bolted to them, or flamethrowers. So awesome. They're just crazy. I wish they had something of... Because obviously we've had in 40k the return of the... Uh, oh my god, not they're not squats. What are they called? Leagues of Votan. Leagues of Vot the not squat. The squats. The, the not the squats. squats. The squats. <laughs> the squats. And uh, I mean, it'd be really cool if they had to uh, fight. You know what I mean? If we had like, the, you know, they're essentially in the setting again. So we have dwarves. I guess all we're missing now is the Skaven. Rats. Yeah, they've just awesome. boys. It's, I don't think accidentally creates the Skaven. Oh, like, yeah. oh that would be amazing. I think I don't think it would take much for them to fit in either no. because their weapons are already all powered by chaos. Yeah. They just so. need some higher tech a little bit higher tech stuff and they'd be there. Yeah. And they've got the, they tie in a bit with the Nurgle stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Uh the he Skaven... is actually one of the only the only uh other army you can ally with on tabletop. Uh, Nurgle demons. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That. So yeah, only if you're Clan Pestilence, though, you you have to be the yeah. sick rats. I think they're my favorite, just because they have, like, their aesthetic is so strong. Like, they're really. I like um. Someone here, like, obviously, they we all like dabble in Warhammer, but I love the painting side of it and doing painting things like Death Guard and, I mean, just making them look like someone threw up on your model. In an artistic way, <laughs> of course, <laughs> is uh now I'm a, I'm a big fan of them. I think they're just they're just so you know when like it's like with Erebus, you hate you love to hate it. Mm -hmm. I love to hate uh, Clan Pestilence though. Oh, no, that's really cool, man. Really cool. Yeah, they're probably my. I love and hate them. I love them because they're like you said, so cool visually. Vermintide makes me hate them because I turn around <laughs> and they've taken half of my health. The plague uh, monks, right? The plague yeah, monks. Yeah, because the berserker enemies like that are so tough in that game that if you don't have your ultimate, you're just down. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was, uh, that, I guess I hope everyone listening, uh, if you were new to Warhammer or just a 40k fan and you're new to fantasy, I hope you enjoyed our little foray into the Skaven. Hopefully we didn't scar you for life. <laughs> uh, or hopefully the you know just developed a, you know uh total warhammer is a really good way to uh learn more about it or basically play with it you know hopefully total yeah. war 40k comes about one day that's, but, how uh, I got, that's how i got into this whole setting total warhammer mm. yeah anything warhammer related that started the that started the addiction <laughs> and now we're all here unfortunately <laughs> for all of us <laughs> what a wrong what wrong decisions we've made uh thank you all for listening uh make sure to like make sure to subscribe um does anyone else have anything to say and oh, oh what's our what's our next episode on boys if i'm remembering correctly unless i'm looking at it wrong hal i believe i am looking at it wrong the next episode <laughs> you're still on it i could save this the next one I I think it's corn, isn't it? Indeed. We have oil. Uh, Wrong. Yeah, yeah. Corn. So if corn. To sit, lit, yeah. Listen and sit. And uh, I will say rage. that bet between the uh, next beginner to expert podcast episode and this one, we also have something a bit special planned with fantasy in particular. So yeah, quite interesting. Mm. So if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed this episode, this the that uh, the special episode project special. we're cooking up. Oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Yeah. 
Also, Merry Christmas, everybody. The time of the recording, this will be out before Christmas time. So Merry Christmas. Christmas Eve. Thank mm. you all so much for watching, and we'll see you all next time. Take care, Peace. Everyone. Very well. Bye, everyone. Even best. Yes.